Hi everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Eve edition of the Spiritual Armory podcast. And in following along with Christmas Eve, we're going to take a look at a specific person who played a big role in the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. But before we begin, let's take a look at some scripture. And we're going to begin with Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 16. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Phares and Zerah of Thamar, and Phares begat Ezram, and Ezram begat Aram, and Aram begat Amenadab, and Amenadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah, and Solomon begat Roboam, and Roboam begat Abia, and Abia begat Asa, and Asa begat Josephat, and Josephat begat Joram, and Joram begat Ozias, and Ozias begat Joatham, and Joatham begat Achaz, and Achaz begat Ezekias, and Ezekias begat Manassas, and Manassas begat Ammon, and Ammon begat Josias, and Josias begat Jehoiakins, and his brethren, about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salathiel, and Salathiel begat Zorobabel, and Zorobabel begat Abiad, and Abiad begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor, and Azor begat Sadok, and Sadok begat Achim, and Achim begat Iliad, and Iliad begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Mathan, and Mathan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. But we're not done there. We're going to jump down to verse 18, where we're going to continue. And it begins the narrative. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, un unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not 
until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's start with the word of prayer. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to celebrate his birthday and to talk about his birth. Thank you for the chance to talk about the people who were involved in carrying out your mission. Thank you for the opportunity to do this. As we begin the message, I ask as always that you would open each person here's hearts, minds, and ears to receive what you would have them to receive from this message. And as always, in Jesus' name, amen. So do you know names like Creed Humphrey, Ted Karras, or Mason Cole? Well, what about names like Patrick Mahomes, or Joe Burrow, or Kenny Pickett? The second three, most of you probably recognize as NFL quarterbacks. The first three, unless you are a huge fan of the team, you probably know very little about them. They are the centers that protect the quarterbacks. Without them, the quarterbacks would not be where they are. The news doesn't say a lot about them unless they mess up, unless they uh, end up allowing the other team to get to the quarterback. Sometimes, just as the Bible does not say a lot about Joseph, we seriously underestimate his importance in biblical history in the earthly life of Jesus prior to the beginning of his three years ministry. Tonight, I want to take a little deeper look into the life of Joseph. As I mentioned, the Bible doesn't say a lot about him, and neither do any of the reliable extra-biblical sources. Therefore, we don't know a lot about him, but we can learn a lot through deductive reasoning and what the authors of the Bible do tell us. First thing we need to know is Mary was betrothed to him. Let's look at this word betrothal a little closer. Being betrothed is a little more than what we know of as an engagement today. Prior to the betrothal, arrangements and agreements were made either between the two sets of parents or between the young man and the parents of the girl. Once the bride price, usually 50 shekels of silver, sometimes cattle or servanthood, as we saw in the case of Jacob, was established and paid. A ceremony took place. The couple was now legally married. The wedding was the event when the groom had finished the building of their place. The groom would now, at the finish of building their place, come and claim his bride. So that's the betrothal. But then, we need to delve into Joseph a little more. The Bible describes Joseph as a just man. Let's take a little look at Joseph's feelings. Let's apply a little psychology here. Joseph felt betrayed at this point. His wife had gone away for a number of months, and upon her return, he finds out that she's pregnant. 
He knows he's not the father. It didn't take Mori Povich to figure this one out. So at this point, there's three things Joseph can do. He can follow through with the Jewish law, Deuteronomy 22, 23, and 24, prescribes punishment for someone caught in an adulterous relationship. Both participants shall be stoned to death. That was one. He could go ahead and marry her anyway. By doing this, he put his own reputation at risk, or he could choose to put her away quietly. In doing so, he most likely would have lost the bride price that he had given for Mary. Legally, Joseph was right to do any of these three options. Matthew tells us, though, that he was just and unwilling to have an example made out of her. So he opted to put her away and divorce her quietly and go on with his life. This decision of mercy was most likely due to love. Joseph had a genuine love for Mary, but at this point he wasn't willing to risk his reputation or to trust Mary. We can see from Joseph's reaction to the situation that he was loving and able to show mercy. Also displayed at this time was Joseph's faith and obedience. Think about this too. Out of everyone involved, Mary, Elizabeth, and Zechariah, Joseph is the only one the angels would not talk to while he was awake. Every time the angels talked to Joseph, it was in a dream. That would be kind of hard, because a dream could have been attributed to many things. It could have been attributed to Taco Bell close to bed. It could have been involved to a bad hamburger or anything. Not only did he have to trust that it was more than a strong dream, he had to act on it. He listened to God. On three occasions, Joseph, God instructed Joseph through a dream, and he obeyed. First time, Matthew 2.13, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Then again, in seven verses later, in Matthew 2.20, Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until they tell you. And then, again, once the ordeal was over, he's told, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. So this next one for Joseph had to be hard. Okay, guys, let's be honest with ourselves here. How many of you could have honestly waited almost a year before you consummated your marriage? with your wife. Well, we're told in Matthew 125 that Joseph did not know Mary. And the biblical word know is sexual relations. Joseph did not know Mary and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son 
and he called his name Jesus. So this tells us that Joseph did have other children with Mary. And these half-siblings are mentioned at other places in the Bible, some even contributing authors in the Bible. Joseph was merciful, loving, faithful, and obedient. But then there comes another question. What was Joseph able to offer Jesus? For the purposes of human growth, God knew that Jesus would need not only a mother, but an earthly father, just as all of us do. And you have to believe that when God chose an earthly father to nurture his son, he would choose someone that exhibited the traits that a good father would have. Joseph would have to exhibit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in his own life and towards others. Joseph was nurturing to his adopted son, raising him as his own. Joseph taught Jesus in the family trade as a carpenter. He obeyed the human law, which is evidenced in their journey to Bethlehem while Mary was due to deliver. He taught his family the ways of God, including the various temple services and appointed feasts. It was thought this that we see the only recorded event of Jesus' adolescent years. The Bible tells us that Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, had a normal parental concern for their son as he was not with the group as they returned from the festival. They lost Jesus and had to go back to find him. Talk about a time when prayer would be awkward. Can you imagine going to God with this one? Uh, God, I don't know how to tell you this, but... Anyways, by adopting Jesus as his own son, this set Jesus up to fulfill the promise that God had made to King David that one of his descendants would always sit on his throne. This was important in Jewish culture, where it was the father's line that determined the inheritance. So Joseph, though being a background character in a lot of the Christmas story and a lot of the manger displays, does set an example for us. The biblical narrative on Joseph is small, but God teaches us so much through the few passages that record the activities of Joseph. Joseph wasn't a well-known king or a person of great wealth. He was a carpenter with an obedient heart, a man that displayed love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These words are summed up as a just man, not perfect, but an example. He set an example for Jesus, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas growing up, and he still sets an example for us some 2,020 years plus later. You don't have to be important by world standards to make an impact. Joseph humbly and quietly influenced his family, and that made an impact. Like Joseph, we need to be faithful in our obedience. 
We may not always know what God has in store for us or be able to see past the obstacle in front of us. We may even face opposition, sometimes from family or friends. But if we follow God and do as he says, we influence people more than if we just tell them. Okay, so this is what you should do. Nope, sometimes our actions speak louder than our words. There's an old saying that to some, you are the only Bible they'll ever read. And we have so many opportunities to influence people. Just as God gave Joseph charge over Mary and Jesus, he also presents us chances. There are people who need Jesus, people who are hurting, many facing depression during this time of year. Many in our own family or circle of friends deal with this seasonal depression. There are many people that are hurting and searching. But if we, like Joseph, live humbly, live our life honoring God, they were drawn to Joseph and through us people will see us and they will be drawn to God but we have to be humble like Joseph we can't be boastful and proud we all don't need the limelight we just need to obey God we just need to live humbly and live by example. Joseph was a man of action, and we can be people of action. So as I close this message here on Christmas Eve, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I want to wish everyone the very best Christmas. And if you don't currently know Jesus, I want to invite you to... Call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Getting saved, bringing a new relationship with Jesus Christ into your life would make this the best Christmas since that first Christmas. Father God, we thank you again for Joseph. We thank you for his example. We thank you for the people who have lived humbly for us. And at this time, I do want to lift up those who are battling with depression for whatever the reason may be that they're hurting. Maybe they are missing a loved one. Maybe this time is a reminder of things they don't have, people they don't have. But help them to focus on you. Help us all to focus on you, Lord, and make this the best Christmas since the first one. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.